0: Does everybody know what time it is? Time for leg day. (laughs) That's right. It's grunt work. Yahoo! Toolman. Are you listening to me? I said, Toolman, what kind of husband do you want to be? I said toolman you can make real your wife's dreams but you've got to know this one thing it's fun to stay at the YMCA because every room comes with an iPod shuffle stocked with every episode of grunt work the only <laughs> podcast about the TV series home improvement that wipes its sweat off the weight machine when it's done using it i'm your okay, host yeah we do yeah cuz we're cuz we're a considerate podcast we care about you the other gym patrons I'm your host, Truman, the Carmen Electrifying Man Caps, and with me as always oh. is my co-host, Landon, the La Bohem La Bohemian Rhapsody Man Solano. I <laughs> probably should have read that out loud before uh I recorded it. Um Landon. Uh-huh. Was this the sweatiest
1: episode of Home Improvement? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question, Truman. I am I'm honestly glad you asked that question because with your talk singing intro and the nicknames, I went into a cold sweat, so it might be the sweatiest episode of Gruntwork, but I'm like, did we watch separate episodes? Wait, but we did. We we watched the same episode, right? I mean, I, well, I guess we'll so. find out. Well, you're doing the synopsis we this week. Yeah, I am. So we'll find out in a minute, but we do have some preamble stuff. Um, we do. That I want to go into. Uh, a little bit of... News. I, I was gonna say it's it's sad when anyone dies, right? Yeah, yes. I would agree. But, yes, yes, um, <laughs> confirmed. Grunt work had it first. Uh, Robert Bly died. He oh, is the gentleman who wrote Iron, Iron John, John, the yes. kind of philosophy behind Home Improvement? Um, now I didn't go too deep into this deep dive, but uh, saw that you know outside of this philosophy, apparently he was part of a um, you know, the way that there was a feminist movement, that there was a man movement.
0: Uh, oh, you mean before the one that was gamers on the internet in like 2014, <laughs> there was another one of those before there were video games to threaten people about?
1: Yeah, so I don't know if it was like... If it was, you know, kind of what Home Improvement is like, where, you know, shame on me for even talking about this. But, you know, I figured we needed to mention that Robert Bly was, uh, you know, has passed. The the godfather of this podcast, for better or for worse. I want to just say, you know, hey, there's this thing that I'm not too familiar with uh, the depths of. Whether it was an anti-feminist thing. Which I don't get the impression that it was, because I've read Iron John, and I've seen the show, and it doesn't necessarily feel anti-feminist. It's more, at least on the text that I read, it was more pro-masculinity in, you know, male initiation, finding healthy ways to be male and pass that on to future generations of male. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, define your maleness or masculinity by being anti-feminine. So... I don't know what the man movement was. Now, and and you
0: know what? I applied your open-mindedness. I would just also caution you that maybe the definition of what healthy masculinity was in 1960 or so when he wrote this <laughs> book might, might by today's well, standards, be a little bit spicy.
1: I didn't get that, though, from reading the book. It was, um, in fact, I would say that the show's a little spicier than what the book put down. That said, sometimes you know I can read in a daze and not necessarily retain the deeper meanings of things. So, um, <laughs> a, 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 yeah, yeah. Something that everyone who went cover through all the my basis here,
0: public school system, is familiar with that concept of reading the doing the reading but not actually doing the reading. Um,
1: okay, well, I, I, I mean this, this goes to a larger problem of mine where it's like you you put me in front of a movie, I can tell you symbolism, I could tell you metaphorically what this thing's about, I could tell you. Every level of it, you can, you can tell them tell them all about the calendars in the movie. <laughs> trust me, I can spot a calendar uh, an hour and a half away in a movie. I trust uh, the you. the second those credits roll, I'm like, this movie's gonna have a calendar in it. I know it. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> uh, but you put a book in my hands, and like all I take away from that is story. It's just like mm. this is the story that's happening.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, you know, you read Anne of Green Gables, and you were like, this is the
0: story of a girl. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, the uh, joke doesn't go any further
1: than that because I don't know the other lyrics. Uh, I was also uh, felt that way after listening to the song by Nine Days. Okay.
0: Also good. I don't know that song, but I imagine that's very funny for people who do. Uh, <laughs> the joke is on me for not knowing it and not wanting to play like I did. Okay, but so so Robert Blyde died and you, yeah. but, like, we're not sure how to feel, like, because I feel, I don't know, I feel like in a book that's nonfiction, like Iron John, if if there was subtext in there that was nasty, I feel like you would have picked up on that. You're, I mean, even if you're reading in a daze, if the if the concept of the book was, like, women are keeping men down, you would have caught that, right?
1: Yes, but the thing is, you know, I don't think these people, I mean, if it's not blatant, then I might not, you mm. know, if it's if it's not specifically saying, like, you know, men need to rise up in the face of this growing feminist movement. Like that, of course, is just like, oh yeah. I mean, that is written in red flag ink. Mm. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, if it's like we need to, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to speculate. I can't put my mind in that that set. But like, um, I'm trying to just pull up some stuff here to see if there's any controversy surrounding. Uh, what his man men's movement is i feel like it might be worth mentioning <laughs> it was there skull measuring happening that was a thing that was big at the time
0: a lot of skull measuring <laughs> like what like a man's head is larger than a woman's uh m- more like black people's heads are a different size than white people's heads and that oh. leads us to infer certain things about intelligence this is not science that is uh agreed upon this was all pseudoscience junk i'm just saying there was a, a caliper related yeah, right. time period
1: yeah i i feel like he's on the other side of the 60s though i i okay. realized that like okay. that was right when you know freud and and young the the you know as that was starting to come into popularity um god dang i can't find oh here we go okay Mythy, myth, mythopoic men's movement was a body of self-help help, self-help activities and therapeutic workshops and retreats for men undertaken by various organizations and authors in the United States from the early 80s to the 1990s <laughs> so was it just a lot of dudes
0: going out to the woods together and hanging out and it totally wasn't gay <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I just hopped down to the politics section of this uh, Wikipedia page. Um,
0: Uh, Always the spiciest of sections. Controversies, uh, personal
1: life, politics. You're always going to find some interesting tidbits. (laughs) So uh, take this for whatever Wikipedia is worth. Um, As a self-help movement, the uh, mythopoic movement tends not to take explicit stances on political issues such as feminism, gay rights, or family law. Hmm. Uh, preferring instead to stay focused on the emotional and psychological well-being, uh, because of this neutrality, the movement became uh, a target of social criticism by feminists and was often characterized as anti-intellectual as well as apolitical. Hmm. I mean, so, I, so you see my my like, okay, I'm just gonna kind of balance a board on the on this metaphorical fence here and not know which way it's gonna fall. Yeah,
0: and well, and look, we're standing on either side of the metaphorical fence with our faces partially blocked by it, and trying to decide which side <laughs> it goes on. On the one hand, I think that being a political is pretty easy for a group of, uh, I would say, overwhelmingly white men in the '60s sure, to do. Yeah. Uh, pretty easy. On the other hand by being not actively hostile I guess for the time period you should give him a couple points but uh either way no matter what I'm not happy that Robert Bly died I think uh, you know what poor one out dude did some influential work that inspired a, a TV show that has given us an awful lot to talk about and <laughs> I mean yeah I, I I'd say uh, how old was I mean he was he must have been pretty damn old at this point right
1: Yeah I think I think it said he was uh was he even 90, 84 and 94 Jesus um, I just closed the ding darn thing. Well, it's a good thing I brought um, it up now. Right, ninety-four, at, right, yeah. 94 years old. Well, <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? Get, getting out, getting out there into the woods and grunting and being in touch with his most uh, masculine self um, was <laughs> uh, was good for his heart, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pour, uh, open up the the jar of grunts that I left in L.A. and uh, pour one out for him.
0: Okay, yes, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do that. It's gonna it's gonna make a lot of noise, so I'll do it off mic. But I've got that. Okay, that cool. that, that jar is in is is in my room, and it's been vibrating
1: and rattling the whole time with all the grunts <laughs> constrained inside. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that writing jet fuel on the side of it uh helped caution people away from it yes no
0: no one is no one has made any mistakes about it however the podcast about my life they have discussed at great length why i have a jar of jet fuel in my (laughs) uh in my office where i record um okay but so okay with with all that respect paid to robert Bly on this podcast unless there's any more preamble that i've missed
1: I mean, I had a dream uh, that oh. I was part of the Home Improvement Reunion.
0: Whoa! What? <laughs> Hang on. Okay, well, there is no better venue to discuss that than here, I guess.
1: Uh, I don't remember too much of the dream, so I, there's not much to talk about. Uh, all I remember is that everyone was kind of gathering around a poolside uh, at a hotel, like a resort, and I was in the water with uh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> what kind of dream was this, Landon? <laughs> You may you may want to stop no, yourself. It didn't, it didn't even occur to me as until the words are coming out of my mouth. Um <laughs> yeah. so I Pamela yeah. Anderson was there. <laughs> Patricia Richardson was like sitting on the, so, the ledge with her feet in the water. So you've mentioned a lot of women being <laughs> present at this. Were any male
0: cast members here? Let me guess Debbie Dunning was present too. <laughs> she was. She was. What Not in the water though. It was this.
1: It was only moments later where uh As we were all in the water and I was feeling like, oh, I don't think I should be here because uh, I'm not technically part of this cast, even though I feel like I am at this point. Yeah, Um, I think I think we're honorary cast members by now.
0: (laughs) I I think our listeners would
1: agree we should we should be, if not executive producers, at least honorary recurring guests. (laughs) Yeah. the only part that I really remember, uh, and this did – everyone was there, and I was nervous about how Tim Allen was going to react around me, um, <laughs> was <laughs> – <was,
0: laughs> you're, you're in a pool with Pamela Anderson, and Patricia Richardson's egging you on, and you're like, oh, man, I hope Tim doesn't see me out
1: here. I, even in your I, dreams, I love it. You're That's great. <laughs> uh, that Everyone uh, – someone, I don't remember who it was, was herding us all together for a group photo. And um, they they didn't explicitly invite me into it, but they didn't willfully exclude me out of it. And uh, that's all I remember.
0: (laughs) Oh, Landon, that's actually okay. You know what? That's actually really uh, that's really sweet. I'm sorry I tried to make it sleazy earlier. That's really sweet that like you. I feel like that's a sign that that on some spiritual spiritual level, we have become home
1: improvement. We have been absorbed into the milieu Or I've just accepted its place in my life, uh, (laughs) instead of just resisting it all these years. Uh,
0: look, okay, I wasn't gonna say anything, but I'll mention, I was texting you, I was blowing up your phone about this the other night, I, the, I'm a fan, as is Landon, of the podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David, a podcast about movies, I'm one of their Patreon subscribers, on their Patreon they're doing the Santa Claus movies now, and so they dropped the first one the other day, and I was listening to it while out taking a walk around my neighborhood at night, and... It starts with the concept of the podcast. See if you can get your head around this: two uh, straight white guys talk at length. That's the premise about pop culture. That well, that's it's, ba- it's baked in. Yeah, it's 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 no right one else there. can do that concept. No, no one else has got that. They were the first to be there, um, <laughs> talking about pop culture. Uh, but. So the first 30 minutes of this is them talking about Tim Allen and John Pasquin and Tim Allen's career, and then they segue into Home Improvement, and both of them watched Home Improvement, and they're talking about all of their feelings and opinions about Home Improvement. And let me tell you guys, at like making a podcast about Home Improvement, I never really get the unvarnished experience of listening to a podcast about Home Improvement, because when I edit this, <laughs> I know what we've said, and I kind of I have yep. a sense of what's coming. Listening to a home improvement podcast where I don't know – well, it's not a – listening to two people talk about home improvement and not knowing what's coming next is not a thing that happens very often in my life. And I was getting so jazzed hearing their opinions about Tim Allen and Patricia Richardson and Richard Karn that I was walking around my neighborhood and I realized I was just pumping my arms in excitement, like up and down, up and down. (laughs) uh, And I was like, I look like an idiot right now. And so um, I don't know. I just want to – that was that was my home
1: improvement experience of the week was humiliating okay. myself in front of my neighbors. <laughs> uh, at least you live in LA, so people just look at you and go, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, he's uh, homeless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I would say there is one other thing that we actually have a shared experience with home improvement <gasps> oh, this week. Shared experiences. Mm-hmm. In that we both watched the same episode. Maybe. Man, we hope God willing. <laughs> I can tell you what I watched if you want to hear about it.
0: Yeah, why don't you give me a synopsis of the episode that I hope we watched of Home Improvement.
1: (laughs) Okay, here we go. When Brad receives a letter from North Carolina University that says that he's being considered for an exclusive scholarship and that a scout will be coming to watch him play, Tim jumps into high gear as his personal trainer naturally naturally tim tries to add more power to brad by putting too much pressure on him which leads to brad getting kicked off the team meanwhile randy and lauren trying to try to ditch a double date and mark dawn's darkness like a dreary dream warrior folks
0: landon and i watched different episodes this week
1: (laughs) are you serious
0: i'm serious that's not the episode i watched i don't know what we're gonna do now Do you want me to Um, give the synopsis of the episode I watched? If you
1: wrote one. I mean, I didn't write one. I mean, yeah, tell me so that I can look on IMDb and and see where our streams got crossed. Was it me or was it you? Well, working
0: out at the gym, Jill meets a handsome uh, other dude who asks her out not realizing that she's married. And because he thinks that Tim, who she's in conversation with, is her brother. And then... Uh, as a result, they have a whole lot of conversations about the nature of their
1: relationship. Well, okay, why is why why is this? So you okay on IMDb? It says the one that I watched was episode four, and the one that you watched is episode seven. I'm wondering what? if on the DVDs and maybe during broadcast there was a I, I'm, difference. I'm turning on For some I, reason.
0: Yeah, I'm turning on my my DVD player right now to to look and check and make sure. Uh wow, guys. I never thought this would did happen. You put, did you put the wrong disc in maybe? I didn't put the, <laughs> No, this is the same disc as the previous three episodes. This was the next one that it
1: advanced to. So this is clearly the right uh the right Did you go from like episodes 1 through 4 and then go to the next screen that's like 5 through 7? Well, look, here's also what kind of limits me in this is that I have
0: to hold up a hand and cover the lower third of the screen...
1: Uh, <laughs> to keep from seeing the, the time.
0: Well, you know, like, I used to, but it, it kind of sucks to have to, like, repeatedly tell tell my girlfriend, hey, can you come, come with, in and start up a home improvement Yeah, for me? Yeah it's, like, yeah, it's like when I was a kid and I would ask my mom to videotape Wishbone for me because I didn't know how. <laughs> I don't want to relive that again and again. So it's just... <laughs> okay,
1: okay. For,
0: for for six and a half to seven months, it's been working fine for me to just hold up my hand and cover the screen. <clears throat> okay, hang on. Let well, me just... There,
1: there's, there's no trivia on IMDb that... Uh... That is explaining this. So oh, son of clearly, a bitch. son of a what? bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> what well,
0: wait, no. I thought no. I did have this right. Yeah. No. This is episode. F- I think this is episode four. What's the name of your What's the name of your episode? Actually, well, wait. that's gonna fuck. Us, that's gonna fuck us up down the line. But I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. Well, well,
1: you know, chalupa's aren't on the line for the titles anymore. I could tell you. Um But but also that but raises
0: the greater question of how much of this episode like do do we do we stop now and do like we just record later on?
1: Um I I don't know. Uh this could be a conceptual episode where we take each other scene by scene through I mean um what if we do? I mean, f- I mean fuck it. What if we just get conceptual and talk about the episodes?
0: Well, I mean, unless like because I don't know, unless you have a huge expanse of time over the next uh the next couple of uh couple of days to to watch and episode. I don't.
1: I'm gonna be out of town. I mean <laughs>
0: I I think oh man. I mean
1: I could well, I mean, if you want to edit this part out, because um I do I come back on Monday. I mean we could we could record immediately well. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be playing D and D that next week, so I mean, I could theoretically just like pop a quick one in on Monday. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, if we want to just, so then we just go back. Okay, so, I right, I think you should just tell me either way. What, what's the? Na- I, okay, so if we were to do that, I think we would just take the first half of this up ep- or the first bit of this we've done, cut, and then just resume yeah. with with that of us actually talking about the episode. Okay. Yes. W- what's the um? What's the name? Uh, you just gotta tell me what's the name of the episode you watched.
1: <laughs> pump you up.
0: Okay, yes, then I fucked it up. I I the the selector thing on the DVD is goofy and I thought that I was selecting episodes 4 through 6 and I selected episodes 4 through 7 or like 7 through 9 or whatever. Ah. So, this is my fuck up. What okay. <laughs> so, I think the thing that makes the most sense, yeah. I don't know. Like what like I can, I can do, I uh, I can do the Monday thing. So do you, do you want to do that?
1: Yeah, why don't we do that? Um, I think one hundred percent we should uh, keep everything we've recorded, even to the point of realizing we watch separate oh, episodes. Without then... a question, we're keeping that in. That's very good stuff. <laughs>
0: this is this is gold right here. This is podcast gold. We've always worried this would happen.
1: God dang. Well, so I'm well, hold on, I'm gonna scroll down to your episode that you watched. I wanna see because big things happen between these three episodes. <laughs> uh characters are introduced to the show. Um so i curious what you were exposed to that I you might have forward through time for. Look,
0: so the episode preview for mm-hmm. Pump You Up is Tim at a gym working out, and watching this episode I was very jarred by the fact that wait, they go to the gym now? What the fuck? So, well, they go to the gym in mine too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like, I, so, but yours is earlier than mine, so maybe that's a thing that happens.
1: I guess weird.
0: I look um, forward to finding this out. This is the thrill of uh, and excitement of it, man.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited because you got to see Tom Wopat.
0: I, uh, I I did. He ruled in it. He's he's cut <laughs> cut from he marble. Is? He's always been cut. Oof. Uh,
1: that's that's Luke Duke, man. Um, Duke's a hazard
0: uh uh really wait that's the okay well all the all the more reason for jill to have kind of a sweaty dream about him not to spoil anything <laughs> no. that maybe you don't remember
1: uh yeah let's let's not spoil it because uh boy oh boy do i have comments about that
0: <laughs> oh man um i can't wait to have comments about the episode i totally fucked up and didn't watch i'm also i think that was as good a
1: time as any to say i'm sorry i fucked up our podcast for the night Are you kidding me? I have to leave at 7 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, so I get to go to bed early tonight. That's great for me. Uh,
0: Okay, well, then in that case, you're welcome. It's my birthday gift for my birthday to you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, well, a lot of this is going to stay in then, and I will uh, just plan on watching that movie, uh, not that movie, that episode uh, ahead of uh, Monday, and we'll record then. Okay, episode four. (laughs) Episode four. Of the show Home Improvement, right?
1: Not Wings. That's... Cr- <laughs> now, that would be a conceptual episode if we watched one one episode of Wings and went scene by scene between that and Home Improvement.
0: You know, we'd probably find some interesting comparisons and some interesting uh, contrasts. I mean, we did an episode <laughs> about Muppet Babies, I mean, but I guess both of us watched the same Muppet
1: Babies episode, so even yeah, that wasn't right. too
0: con- conceptual.
1: <laughs> oh boy okay so um tell you what we'll reconvene here uh on the mics what will be just a blip for listeners and i really hope you put that music in um but it'll be four days for us yes okay so so
0: the next sound you hear will be truman and landon after 96 hours of thanksgiving (laughs) talking about the same episode not a different episode Welcome back to Gruntwork, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement to be hosted by a professional podcaster who takes his job seriously, <laughs> and the biggest dumb shit in the history hey. of big things or dumb
1: shits. Landon is the professional I, I podcaster. My... <laughs> no way, sir. I, I was gonna, I was gonna take umbrage with you calling me the biggest piece of dumb shit, uh, but you know what? I gotta be honest. I take more umbrage with you, you calling yourself that. Look. Now, I'm going to say
0: maybe the bigger dumb shit is the person who designed the DVD menu for season seven (laughs) of Home Improvement because the cursor there really does not make clear which set of episodes it's on. However, Uh, okay, yeah, I I think we found a common enemy. However, at the same time, probably when he or she was designing the cursor, they probably weren't designing it with the intention that the person using it would be purposefully covering up the lower third of the screen with their hand so they didn't see (laughs) the title of the episode. So who's really at fault here? I mean, I I was using
1: the tool in a way it was not meant to be used. (laughs) I, you know what? I'm ready to blame it on the listeners for put, making us have to see this through to the end. I, You know what? I'm ready to
0: blame it on the boogie. So um, uh, look, there's a, the, the, the blame
1: can be laid a lot of places, but I think certainly yeah. not on me. Um, I, okay, but the other thing too is uh so much has happened since we recorded the first part of this episode. Oh my god, you're, we're different. You're people. a year older. I am a year older. I, <laughs> I like Bruce Campbell at the
0: end of Army of Darkness. I took a bunch of drops of a thing and I slept for seemingly hundreds of years. Um and honest honestly, my my experiences over the past few days did inform some of my personal reflections about this episode of home improvement that now both of us have watched.
1: I was gonna say, are you sure we watched the same episode this time?
0: At this point, it would be con- because listen, I, folks. I fully gave up on the title guessing. Well, I mean, I guess you remember because this was like five seconds ago for you guys. Landon and I discussed the actual name of the episode, and now I looked very hard at the screen as I selected the yes. This is episode four. Um, Did you still write episode guesses though? Well, no, I no, I didn't. I actually, I'm sorry. I should have written episode guesses. If I had to do off the top of my head, I guess I would yeah. do. Uh, let's see, sports. Uh, Which, which was a reference to uh, a a Huey Lewis album, Um, and then I guess I would also say uh, "Soccer It To Me." Probably that would be another one that I would do, and uh, I think then last of all, I mean, uh, K and B back in action. I mean that because that's the big takeaway from this episode (laughs) for me.
1: It's a big one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, you know what? I before we continue, um, I don't think in the the previous part that I told people what our uh, Chalupa Challenge secret word is. Oh well, so then then do I'm it. gonna I'm gonna put you on mute um, mm-hmm. on the off chance that you might say the word accidentally before I announce what it is. So um, go for it. Give me one second. Truman, Truman, can you hear me? Truman, are you there? Okay, the. The secret word this week, um, which well, I guess we didn't say what the title is, but you'll get it in a second. Uh, the secret word this week is commando, and I guess that'll become apparent in just a moment once we tell you what the title is. Truman, are you there? I- I'm there. Do you Are you purposefully
0: trying to go for longer and longer each time? Because it seems like longer and longer
1: each time. Uh, no, I, I just realized when saying what the word was that we haven't announced what the title of the episode is yet, so I said, well, I said th- some things, is all I'm saying. Yeah, title of the episode is Pump You Up. Yes, Pump yes. You Up. How did you Pump- feel about that title, by the way? If, we, if we're, we we got a few, you know, off-the-noggin guesses from you, um, how do you feel about Pump You Up as a title,
0: I don't feel great about it simply because it seems like it's way more relevant to the episode that I watched that you didn't watch, which is... One hundred, Like, it was very interesting, folks, because the episode I watched that is in your future uh, is yes. heavily gym centric and watching it, I was like, what the fuck? They go to the YMCA? And then in this episode, it's like, <laughs> oh, they built the set for this one, and then they're like, let's reuse the all these weight machines we rented. Um, this is
1: weird, having you have a glimpse of the future of this show. Like, you, you know things, certain things that are going to happen. You don't necessarily know how we're gonna get there yet, but, I mean, what... With this newfound power, what are you going to rot from it? I, w- I mean, well, it's it's difficult. It would be one thing if you were
0: also going into this as a blind, innocent babe in the woods like me, but you've watched all of the show and retained a disturbing amount of it, so I really can't <laughs> lord that much over you. I yeah. mean, I, I guess, I don't know, I guess I would maybe sell my insights to fans of, you know, uh, Grunt Heads, if you want to hear, if you want to get a preview of the episode like three weeks from now and what I'm going to say about it, <laughs> Uh, Mail me a check at the P.O. box. I'll have to set up for this particular money-making scheme.
1: Um, (laughs) That'll take exactly three weeks to get situated. (laughs) God, it's so hard to get ahead in this country. Um, (laughs) So this episode was called Pump You Up, and it aired October Fourteenth, nineteen 1997, directed by Peter Bonners and written by our good old buddy John Vandergriff. Um, Now that you've watched this one, how do you feel about it? You know, Landon,
0: this what? is why. Truman? You know what? Uh, well, actually, I'm gonna get higher and higher until it shatters people's classes uh th- th- it's our it's our Leno impressions really going to the uh, to the absurdity. Um, <laughs> I felt like this episode was a lot like Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of thing exper- that's happened since we recorded last, <laughs> so, so an the entire th- holiday has happened since the beginning of this episode to this. <laughs> The this point in this episode,
0: but between when we started recording the episode you're listening to and now, I have consumed about seventy five thousand calories, <laughs> primarily in meat. And uh, let me tell you, folks, this episode is like Thanksgiving. In the, the main course, the turkey, it's all right, but then the side dishes are really what elevated to the next level. Yeah, because. Yep. Again, I watched this episode... Because I'm a vegetarian and I only eat side dishes for Thanksgiving, so. so... Yeah, so Landon Landon didn't even touch the main portion of what this episode is about. He is only talking about the Tool Time segments. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, I watched this episode this morning. I was thinking about it all day in terms of I was getting ready to record this and I really was just not I, I had to keep reminding myself, oh right, that was the the A plot of the episode, something something, Brad, something something, uh UNC. that's <laughs> uh, not what I was thinking about. I was I like it's it's really the tool time segments and to a lesser degree, uh, Wilson at the gym that really seems to be the standout for this for me. That was that was my impression. What do you what do you think? What do you think, Landon? I think
1: that this was a fine episode. Mm-hmm. This would be the green beans. Not, yeah. Maybe like the green green bean casserole of mm-hmm. the side dishes. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. where it's like, it's it's serviceable, it's good. You know, yeah. I'm eating something green rather than, you know, a a smattering of different browns on my plate. <laughs> it's got color. It's got it's got a little bit of color to it. Um That's some roughage. Yeah. You know, there's probably a lesson here that's that's good for me. Um, uh,
0: (laughs) What is that lesson, Landon? Tell me what lesson you're learning from this episode that's good for you.
1: Um, uh, That that heavy metal lyrics are darker than I thought. And 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 we'll get to that. Darker than the instrumental track. Might suggest that they would be also. Anyway, go go on. <laughs> I've got trust me. That's a that's a whole Rubicon that we're gonna cross later on in this episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was it was fine. It was fun. Um, it just shows this kind of new trajectory of Tim and like uh, recognizing his problems by the end of it. Like it's it's. <sighs> Man, I don't want to sound like I've been bitching for six seasons about how shitty Tim can be, and then suddenly we get the version of Tim that we want, and the episodes are suddenly like, eh. Like, that makes me sound like an asshole. Um, And I I am to some degree, but I don't want to be an asshole for this.
0: Well, because it, in the past, maybe the episodes would have been, eh, but then when you add into it a very toxic male presence who is aggressively bad, that makes them bitch-worthy, bitch-about-worthy, uh, versus now yeah, they're but, just,
1: eh. Well, I don't know. I mean, I actually like what the, the type of masculinity that Tim is showing these days, mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't know. The episodes themselves are just, I don't know. It's it, there, There's a lot going on. You know, I like that they're doing new things with each of the characters. They're keeping it interesting. Um, It's just there's I don't know. It almost feels like there's some sort of like magic starting to wear off to some Mm. degree. Like it's it's becoming a little just going through the motions or a little mechanical or I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I enjoy. I've enjoyed every single episode this season so far. But maybe I'm just waiting for that one to like clinch me. To go. Oh, and we're in the season now, mm-hmm. uh, which we may might not have hit yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to just get into our? Do you want to just dive in and, and like and like hit these things more fully?
1: Let's let's uh, let's hit the field for some practice. Focus on on some short sprints, ball handling, and most importantly, teamwork, because we're gonna need it to impress the scouts that are gonna watch us during the deep dive. <laughs>
0: This guy just said ball handling and thinks I'm not going to joke about that. Uh, it's your duty not to. <laughs> Come on, dude. Entrapment. Entrapment with these words. Uh, so... Just poo-poo him off. Oh, God. Landon. <laughs> I'm in a weakened state right now. Come on. You can't do this to me. Uh, so we open... Not on Tool Time, but at the Taylor House where Mark is jamming out to some uh, goth metal, death metal, some kind of yes. metal, with the grunt creep right there rocking out with him. Uh, Tim comes home, reacts to Mark's music. Uh, Jill comes home with Brad. uh they find they've got a letter from the university of North Carolina. And it turns out that a scout who was at one of, uh, Brad's soccer games likes him a lot and wants to give him a scholarship provided he does well over the course of the next uh, couple years of school. And, uh, 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 Tim resolves to help, uh, that happen by getting Brad into tip top shape.
1: Uh, indeed. Yeah. He says that he's going to be his, his personal trainer. Um, uh, Can we start real quick with the Grunt Creep? <laughs> yeah, let's start with the Grunt Creep, because he's active today. Uh, and so is Mark. Now, I know I've had a theory on the show in the past about um the Grunt Creep actually being an avatar for Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, This, the Grunt Creep seems to be, Mark seems to be the only person the Grunt Creep actually interacts with. Yeah. He's played games with them before. They're jamming out on heavy metal on the couch together. They're both headbanging. Um, I, I think that there's some sort of, if not direct connection, then maybe like a spiritual connection between the two of them.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think it's maybe it's a beautiful mind situation where where like we find out halfway through that the grunt creep isn't even real and only exists in Mark's head?
1: The current creep is played by Paul Bettany.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. In an (laughs) Academy Award-nominated turn, I think. Um, Um, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so, Truman.
0: Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, I was really stabbing in the dark, and you would know better than me. I think that... um, No, I mean, I think this does speak more to the growing connection between the two of them. At, At the very least, they have the same
1: taste in music. Yes. Should we go into this now? I think we're going to. Um... So Tim, as Mark leaves the room, Tim picks up the uh, the CD that mm-hmm. Mark was listening to and you know opens the liner notes as Jill's coming in and he starts complaining about the music and says uh, he calls one track puss in Boots. Yeah, I was wondering why I had that written in my notes. Now it makes the <laughs> right
0: pu- puss in boots.
1: Uh, And he starts reading the lyrics about, you know, oh, die, die, I just want to die. Why am I going to puke? You know, something like that. You know, just, (laughs) which this is, I feel like this is a joke that's been done to death of, like, especially in this era where there's the troubled teen Mm -hmm. and the parent that doesn't understand their music. You know, this probably even goes back to, like, the 80s where the, you know, invasion of punks. We're, you know, gonna take over every every city and threaten the suburbs. You know, uh, yeah. The the punks were up hanging out at Griffith
0: Observatory when uh, when a nude Arnold Schwarzenegger is teleported back yes. in time,
1: and they seem so tough and scary until he kills them all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any any number of uh, movies. You know, there is a lot of that in Jason Takes Manhattan. Just as like, there is almost like. Toxic punks. Like, they came directly from toxic
0: waste. <laughs> toxic punculinity is a real problem in society in the 80s
1: and 90s. I'm pretty sure it makes up 90% of uh, the trauma films that came out of that era. Anyway, the the point is, the, in those movies, I think a joke often made is a parent or someone square picking up, uh, you know, the lyrics to some sort of metal band and and not understanding it and wondering why the, the kids aren't, you know, demented killers. <laughs> and I was going to take umbrage with the lyrics Tim was reading mm. when I decided to like, you know, I'm going to prove this wrong once and for all. And I went and looked up, <laughs> looked up some lyrics oh, to no. what I th- what I think um, Mark might be listening to. I had mentioned Cannibal Corpse mm-hmm. on a previous episode. Um... If anything, I think Tim is sanitizing it <laughs> a little bit. Lyrics, uh,
0: lyrics like, I'm puking in your garbage, or a sanitized version, you're saying.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know if it's legal to read lyrics over <laughs> the air or not. I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it is, given the amount of talk
0: singing that starts every one of these episodes for the past four years. <laughs> but the, we get
1: by on the parody uh, clause in, in the law. Okay, just this is read for a few educational words. purposes so we still get by under fair use. Go. Yeah, I'm not going to read the, the lyrics. I'm just going to read a few words that uh, that come out here. Um, shooting pain, uh, annihilation from the chloroform, hmm. agonizing, terrifying, excruciating, uh, horrid, ghastly pain, separated, lacerated, castrated, sundress, sundered, severed limbs, and um, Contaminated, mutilated, disassembled, scattered, smothered flesh. You know, this honestly sounds to me a lot
0: like the part of the prescription drug commercial where they're listing all (laughs) of the horrifying side
1: effects while the uh, pretty middle-aged white lady is at the farmer's market with her kid. If you are decapitated, <laughs> desecrated, exterminated, uh, rancing, rotting corpse, call your doctor. <laughs> so, so some users report being smothered by chloroform. If this case, please discontinue <laughs> myxaproxyl immediately. The other band that I thought, okay, Cannibal Corpse might just be an outlier. Maybe I'll find something else. Uh, I went to Slayer instead. Oh, yeah. Slayer. And Slayer, listen, okay, so I was into Megadeth and Metallica. And this moment of Mark being really into metal and Tim and his family not understanding it really hit home for me because I was doing the same exact thing at this age. I'm wondering now, I am kind of like retrofitting this in my head of going, did was, Mark, was this patient zero for my black phase in high school? <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't say in all certainty that it wasn't. But I was listening to, to um, like, Megadeth and Metallica, these, you know, songs about fantasy and uh, I guess they're not all about fantasy, but, like, tearing down governments and, uh, you know, going insane from the pain and stuff like that. Not about tearing people apart. Um, Slayer, it's not been confirmed or denied, but there's a lot of controversy over that band about taking a very hard-right militaristic anarchist um, Alt right stance in their lyrics, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they they've been taken to court um, over uh, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? In, not inflicting um, infringement, encouraging, encouraging oh, incitement, yes, incitement, inciting uh, harm to oneself and to others by you know with lyrics about go and murder, <laughs> kill, harm yourself, that sort of stuff, and I'm like. <sighs> Okay, all right. This is a little bit different than my experience, and I'm wondering if um, I'm wondering if these writers know a little bit more about what was going on than I do. you know, do they have any lyrics about like yeah, jam out with your
0: friend who is made out of the title of the show that you're on? <laughs> because <laughs> if that's the case, no, Marcus, but that would be a killer Cannibal Corpse uh, song. I mean, I I th- I think I I think it would I, any what is more punk than acknowledging the fact that we are all performers in a sitcom and that we can be friends with the anthropomorphized version of the title of that show i mean that that yeah. is that is the darkest shit that's
1: what that's what tipper gore was so scared about <laughs> um uh, do you have anything for the scene specifically i mean the my only... big takeaway was just like that uh it, this is exciting. Everyone in the house is excited uh, for Brad, but that he needs to keep up his schoolwork and you know um, practice you know all the more to be that much better when the scouts come. The, the only th-
0: my biggest takeaway from this is just so he's a sophomore. Two years from now, he's get, like they say it's going to be two years until he goes to college. Yep. They're scouting him two years out.
1: Like, I, I not know. I, how I, sports I, works. I mean, I, don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt at this point. <laughs> You know, to for some scout to get a ringer like the next Derek Jeter is that a current reference? I don't know. I, I, th- I, I don't James. know. I yeah, I'm mean, yeah. I think <laughs> or, LeBron or James. Sports, sports stars? Yeah, yeah. If the, some scout was gonna find the next Tiger Woods, um, <laughs> do you think <laughs> they would? They would probably start. You know, encouraging parents from birth. They're like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about a long term uh, sports future for your kid? You might want to get them interested now. I, I guess, I don't know, it just seems like, is he that good of a soccer player? Like Also, how big
0: is the UNC, like, recruiting budget for soccer? Like, not football, <laughs> the thing that that brings in big media contract. Like, with all due respect to soccer, it's a legit sport, whatever. I'm just saying, there's not the same money in soccer as in
1: football. It's very interesting. Right. Um, and, and what's also interesting is, this is a moment that made me sweat in this scene, because uh, Jill basically says, you know, um, that it seems like it's going to be a full scholarship. Because Tim starts talking about, you know, uh, the, he's going to use the extra money for the tuition, uh, tuition to start a new hot rod, mm-hmm. and uh, she starts going into, what are you talking about? We still have two more kids that put through college, and she yeah. starts going through some sort of math. Are we to believe that the scholarship for soccer is a full four year, um, tuition? Scholarship,
0: yeah, tuition plus room and board plus books—is that what it is? I mean, I get. I guess also, let's bear in mind this is the late '90s, so college back then cost ninety-seven cents and an autographed <laughs> picture of uh, of Arsenio <laughs> Hall. But it, it, it just—I I don't know. I. It just. I, th- it, the I am a completely different person now than I was two years ago when I'm an adult. A teenager making the assumption like, yeah, you'll still be interested in soccer and athletics two years from now. That seems like a big <laughs>
1: investment for UNC to be making. But hey, who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, it's been five years of us doing a podcast. so um, And we've both changed for the worse, I we've, think. Uh that's for our listeners and time to let us know. Um okay. we basically we get a uh when Jill's talking about the the math we get a math transition that says two kids plus four um <laughs> four years uh, four no. years equal, equals uh, or minus one hot rod. Yeah. Um and then a dish towel wipes it off the screen and it takes us to the theme song. Yeah. And thank God because I would not want to try and do that equation. Um, welcome to theme song corner. I think it's official that we need to make this a corner. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, this is, this is, it's corner worthy every time. I'm, ac- in, I'm in fact, I'm already looking to see if there's a text with the image that we're going to be discussing yes. today.
1: Yeah, I sent it uh, when we were recording last week, so uh, it should oh. be there in the archives.
0: Of course, yes, I will, I will scroll back because we were texting so much over the holiday <laughs> break. Uh, we, in fact, we were, oh God, all these Austin Powers furry images from my
1: birthday. Okay, that GIF. Yes. Got it. Okay. You got it? Okay, so yeah. if you found it, uh, describe for listeners what we're going to be discussing today.
0: Uh, we've got a picture of the one and only Wilson, played by Earl Hindman, as we are reminded by the title on screen. He is mm-hmm. crouching down in what seems like a cornfield-type background with a fish passing in front of his face uh, to obscure it from the camera. Yes. Uh, uh, a, a wonderful bit from Wilson's introduction, which uh, very coyly
1: introduces us to the fact that we're never going to see this dude's face. No, no. Um, okay, so I don't know about the cornfields, but basically, there's a, a big bush in front of him and a, a, like a pine tree behind him. Yes. And out from behind the bush swims, floats, is Flies. thrown. What is a fish doing there? I don't know. Why I- a fish?
0: I uh, all, all the, I mean okay well a fish fits for Wilson. It's the kind of outdoorsy eccentric retiree he is. He's the kind of guy who mm-hmm. would catch a big fish and like, and he's the sort of guy who would tell a big fish story.
1: Here, here's the well okay now now you're onto something. Wow, thank you, thank I you. Didn't consider that a big fish kind of story. Yeah, Hot. damn, you might have sold me on this because I was gonna say. We've never really seen him fishing outside of you know just showing up at Al's uh, shack that one time. Yeah, uh, back in season two or three. Um, I and in the previous iterations of the theme song, he's had the wooden duck that he puts over the fence and pretends to you know bite Tim's hand. Yeah. Um. So it would have made more sense to me to see a wooden duck fly across the screen. Plus, ducks fly. Fish don't swim in the air. True, that's true, but.
0: I think that it's easier for us to conceptualize Wilson kind of a Zen and peaceful person. It's hard for me to think uh, like that model duck, you use that for duck hunting. I have a hard time thinking of Wilson Mm -hmm. with a gun shooting a duck out of the sky. I have an easier time thinking of him with a rod and reel pulling a fish out of the water. I get that in both cases you're killing an animal, but fishing seems like a more meditative and peaceful
1: way to kill wild animals. I don't disagree with you. I'm just now meditating myself on the idea of Wilson with a gun. Yeah, gun <laughs> I Wilson. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I—I I, I mean, instinctually, I want to say no. But I—I I think that it's possible that he might, under certain circumstances, do it. Maybe oh, not a—maybe not a gun, but like maybe a bow and arrow. Absolutely, he's huge into bow hunting.
0: If he has a gun, it's got to be some kind of weird old gun that is like a musket <laughs> that you can only shoot once every 45 minutes or something it's, like that. That's a
1: thunderbluss.
0: Yeah, th- uh, yeah. it just a, got like a, a horned end to it and it shoots scattershot all over the place. The, the, the word is blunderbuss, but I think thunderbluss is way better. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, well, I th- he he carves his own lightning bolts on the side of it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. He probably carved the gun himself too, out of like a a,
1: a moose antler <laughs> yes. or something. Thunderbliss is the name he's given to his blunderbuss. Yes. Okay. That's that is very true. Um, yeah, I don't
0: know, but I mean, I what I like about this. What I like about this opening credits segment with Wilson is that he stands in multiple different poses, multiple different things like pass in front of his face. So they're kind of just saying not only is Earl Hindman playing a character called Wilson on this show, but they're telling you in this four second section, hey, are you wondering why you can't see his face in this one scene? Well, folks, no matter what environment he's in, you're never going to see his face. So just get used to that. (laughs) It's...
1: It's like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind when Jim Carrey is trying to see Elijah Wood's face in his dream. <laughs> he just keeps turning him around and it's only the back of his head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wilson is an Wilson is an endless back of head. <laughs> top of head. Top of head.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I've, we see the top of his head in this episode and it kind of makes me long for the days of him wearing a hat.
1: I mean, we honestly, we see his entire face in this episode, but I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, Really I mean I didn't yeah. remember seeing the entire face oh shit uh it's because you were probably busy taking notes like a good podcaster and I was busy staring at the screen in a daze like uh, like a me uh, okay well you say use the word good
0: podcaster but I remind you we're recording this now because I watched the whole last <laughs> wrong episode when I, at our allotted recording time so uh, we'll discuss who's the good posture okay okay the the good <laughs>
1: posture and the bad posture. Um, as long as one of us is not the imposter. Hey, let's um, go out of the theme song corner to a little bit later. Um, we're back inside the house. Uh, the phone rings and, um, it's for Randy. Uh, Jill says that it's Kathy Sims and Clark Greg or no, Greg Clark. (laughs) Yeah. Clark, Clark, (laughs) Clark Greg is someone different. That's the, that's agent Coulson. Yeah. He's calling, uh, for Randy to join shield. Um, (laughs) Randy says that it's a couple that uh, wants to get together with them, with him and Lauren for, like, a double date. But they are the most annoying, hard-to-get-rid-of couple in the world. And uh, Jill calls them out (laughs) on, like, well, you know, um, shouldn't you be a little more compassionate and blah, blah, blah? And uh, Randy kind of throws it back at her, which is fun. Uh, She gives them – Jill gives them advice on how to avoid them. Uh, Meanwhile, Brad and Tim come in. Um, They – Uh, here's the thing I wrote these notes last week I don't Mm. remember what a lot of them (laughs) mean. so my note is Brad and Tim come in bomb no man chest bump oh (laughs) yes uh they come back in
0: I think because they've just been out doing a whole bunch of uh they they, yeah yeah, he he crushed it at soccer practice they're excited and they do a bunch of chest bumping uh because of how excited they are and
1: Jill says yeah you'll never see two women doing that and Tim says he'd pay a lot of money to do it um (laughs) so Uh, lastly they say uh tim says that uh in order to get one of the five scholarships that brad has to be better than the other 295 kids who are being considered uh who won't get one so uh listen to his personal trainer if he wants to actually win the thing my personal trainer yeah me bada bing tim is his new personal trainer and thus begins the conflict of the episode yes we've got it
0: all lined up it's all ready to go so here's the thing Oh boy! Oh, here's Randy, the thing that's
1: yeah that's laying down the gauntlet here.
0: Get get ready, folks. Truman's ready to lay it out. Uh, Randy and Lauren's storyline in this episode I find very amusing. I like it a lot. It is the most <laughs> person in their 30s or 40s writing for teenagers thing. <laughs> like the yes. notion of being hounded, like, you and and your partner being aggressively hounded by a couple of lame people for a double date that you don't want to go on <laughs> is such a, like, way older person problem than two 16-year-olds or
1: whatever are gonna have. Randy's right? even younger, he's like, 14! This is not
0: shit that happens to
1: 14-year-olds. Okay, now, I, I will fully admit that the couple thing might be true. Um... But I okay okay a couple couple of notes to that. One, I was experiencing this issue at 19 years old. So I wasn't too much older than Randy. Mhm. When I was in my my first relationship, there were, you know, other couples that wanted to get together with my girlfriend and me and I'm like, "They don't even like movies. What am I going to talk to them about? <laughs> they they haven't even seen Suspiria. What they won't get any of my references." <laughs> I, to be honest, uh I don't think I had seen Suspiria yet. I was you, probably I probably just saw the opening to Suspiria at the time. That's not what this is about, Truman. You're getting me derailed. <laughs> the, the the other The other two were like, Landon hasn't even seen Suspiria. What are we going to talk to him about? Why do we want to <laughs> hang out with him so bad? <laughs> um, the other thing is that while it might not have been a couple thing, I think this episode or the show or maybe more Seinfeld. I'm going to place a blame more on that show um, about intentionally avoidant behavior was definitely something I was doing as early as middle school. Mm-hmm. I Okay, now look, I'm not saying that avoiding people who want to hang out with you who you don't
0: like is not a thing that people that age do because, listen, I spent 80% of my time in school trying to avoid, like... Lame people who were dorkier than me, who nonetheless wanted to be my best friend because I was yeah. not cruel or mean to them.
1: Uh, so, like that, I get it's the couple context of it. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I'll, you know, fully admit that the way it's written uh, is definitely what you're saying that this is, you know, uh, someone in their mid thirties writing for a fourteen year old and transposing that problem to them. Yeah. Um, I think conceptually, though, that fourteen year old, fifteen year old couple could theoretically be in this position. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll allow it, but uh, I... I, I yeah, Thank you, Your Honor.
0: Yeah, yeah, sustain. But I, I expect to see I expect to see where you're going with this soon. Wrap it up quickly, counsel. <laughs> I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> God, no, no. Not a deep cut back to a made-for-TV <laughs> movie that the people who even watched it don't remember anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Um... But yes, that that's my biggest takeaway is just that, you know, yeah. oh well, again also Jill Jill who is an expert on this term that they coined called couple ducking, which is where you duck another couple who wants couple to couple ducking. Out
1: with you. Yeah, which Do you is... think that was do you think that was home improvement trying to like we can't let Seinfeld coin all of the 90s terminology. We have to come up with something, guys. Come on. Oh shit, you're no, you're right. That definitely was them trying to <laughs> they, they've got this yada yada yada
0: stuff. What are we going to come back with? Couple ducking. Yeah, it's almost as good as being a close talker. Um, but Jill is giving them, because Jill is very good at couple ducking uh, herself, she's giving them some points about, in terms of, you know, we'll always be very vague about timing. Like, oh, after the holidays, you know, oh yeah, we'll get together after the holidays or when things settle down. And so she gives them these points and then Randy and Lauren are leaving to go to the mall and she says, okay, wait, when are you guys going to be back? And Randy goes, when things settle down. And a great awesome randy's my best friend b the audience goes (laughs) nuts it's like they're tearing the seats out and throwing them at the (laughs) stage he's like oh he got you you got roasted jill
1: (laughs) that was pretty nice i I can't remember the last time that we had a a real nice interaction between randy and, and jill uh i feel like it's been transposed to other characters and other you know dynamics um it's you know it's been mostly i feel like randy and tim yeah uh, over the last you know uh, half a season so i know it was nice just to see that again
0: yeah yeah well now that, you know randy's got that gf now it's it's you know there's another <laughs> important woman in his life so it's good to get those moments uh-oh uh-oh uh, we
1: get a <laughs> scene slide transition to the gym um the gym
0: what the gym. a new set <laughs>
1: Brad is not missing leg day. He oh, is doing no. uh, the leg machine. Tim is in his face telling him uh, to keep at it. Go, go, go. Do it, do it, do it. Um, I can't hear it's you! A, it's a really... I mean, he's like he's screaming in his face. Yeah. Um, it's a real short scene. And that's all I have for it. That's really all that happens. <laughs> yep. How do you feel about what's going on here? I mean...
0: Th- I was saying uh, earlier in this episode, like, five days ago, that the episode that I thought was the episode (laughs) we were going to talk about was a really sweaty episode. I don't think... This episode isn't as sweaty as that other episode. This is still a somewhat sweaty episode. Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I... I didn't really have a whole lot about it it's just like yeah they're he's working real hard he's pumping with his legs I have a lot to say about the gym but I feel like those those comments are almost better saved for the other episode where actually like they're they're not in the gym that much in this episode but they built the
1: whole ass set for it yeah two um, two scenes which we'll come back to in a bit for, for yeah. Wilson but um I will say there <laughs> two things one um you know I mean I'm gonna do some objectification here Okay. Uh, and I th- I think mm. I think it's okay to do that. Ooh la la. Um, Tim uh seems to be really working on his physique. He's got some biceps going on him that was I... a little shocking to, to see. I'm not well, gonna lie.
0: <laughs> look, we all know that Tim Taylor's a little bit of a gun nut and uh it seems like uh he's exploiting the gun show loophole right here. Tim Tim Taylor's a gun nut? I've never seen that on this show. I mean, well, not Tim Taylor, Tim... A- okay, did I say Tim... T- I, when I said Tim, I meant Tim Allen, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I don't even know that... I've never seen that Tim Allen's a gun nut either. I guess I'm just sort of assuming that that comes with the package when you subscribe to all the other things. It's like, it's like I'm not an ESPN nut, but if I buy the cable package that has Turner Classic Movies, I'm going to get,
1: like, four different kinds of ESPN. Well, f- fair. I, well, I mean, I, listen, okay, I watch the History Channel show, but I'm not a fucking nutty conspiracy theorist. I...
0: I know.
1: I don't have a Duck Dynasty beard. Look, yeah, and listen.
0: I'm not, you know, just because I occasionally sell uh, items to try and get money back from them. I'm not an actual pawn star. But the fact that I, (laughs) I, you know, I
1: watch the show regardless. Um, uh, The other thing I want to point out in this is. when Tim is like, "I can't hear you," I can't hear you, and Brad keeps, you know, yelling louder and louder. He like yell. Brad gets to the point of yelling at the top of his lungs, right in Tim's ear. Uh, Tim kind of flinches and, and clears his ears out after. But there's a, a an extra in the background who is just dumbfounded by yeah. the the is loudness it, of Brad.
0: Is it that black guy in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I, I like
1: actually it, shocked. That's good work. I have it, I haven't paused on him. Uh, and, cause I have it playing in the background while we do this, and he's just like, his eyes are wide, <laughs> like he, 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 it caused a moment, because he's spotting somebody that's doing a deadlift, or not a deadlift, he's doing a bench press, uh, and he's like completely not watching the person <laughs> he's supposed to be helping, um, It's really funny to me.
0: They're they're hollering so loud that they're endangering the other gym patrons. (laughs) That's and again, this is training for something that
1: will be years in the future, and this is how hard they start. Oh God! Wait, we get a a weight dropping into frame, transitioning us to tool time, where it's the salute to fitness. Yeah, and the uh, yeah,
0: Heidi introduces it in workout gear, and she's Mm -hmm. on some kind of. I I don't even know some kind of like exercise platform where you work your core
1: and uh, it's a, a, I actually, my grandmother had one of these and I inherited it from her. Um, (laughs) Mine is like from the 1920s or 30s, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's basically like a, you set it on the ground, you stand on it and then it's, it's two pieces together with a swivel on it so that you can kind of like do the twist and it works your obliques. Oh,
0: that's what she's wearing. Well, I mean, it is. this is reminiscent of her doing the twist uh, a couple seasons ago when she introduces them for the Tool Time 50s week. Um, right, just it,
1: now she's wearing uh, athleisure instead of a poodle skirt.
0: Yes, exactly, which I'm, I'm sure probably boosted the show's ratings by a little bit. <laughs> uh, so Tim and Al come on, it's Fitness yep. Week. Uh, they introduce our old friends, the K&B Construction guys, to talk about fitness, and then... They also introduce a female body bifter body bifter. Yep. <laughs> body bifter. You know, uh it's it's someone who who does body slams on Biff from Back to the Future to keep him from stealing that sports all <laughs> You Mac. Fertilizer? Uh yeah, okay, yes. They bring out a <laughs> truck full of manure that in three different time periods <laughs> coats Biff and his friends. Um a lady bodybuilder who comes okay. out to explain to them about how to deadlift, and uh, Tim naturally challenges her to a deadlifting competition. And despite some of Tim's tomfoolery, uh, she still gets the better of him.
1: Indeed, w- but what's what's up with uh, K and B and the guys? So I don't know what's up with K and B and the guys. So they they <laughs> so t- okay
0: okay let's just I know I just explained what the episode but this this segment is like the meat of the episode for me. First off, okay. Fitness week, Heidi is in skin tight midriff-bearing athleisure yep. clothes and is, you know, twisting. Introduces Tim and Al to come out and I'm thinking, okay, Tim and Al will also be in athlete, athletic gear. No, they're they're in their normal clothes. So Heidi totally normal clothes. Yeah, just they're they're not working out. The only one working out is is the, you know, is is uh, Heidi. Um yeah. but they kind of
1: I, I, I want to say though, though as well that again it You can feel them making an active effort to let Debbie Dunning have some more screen time and do some more bits because she is just staying on the stage working out after Tim and Al come out there. And Tim kind of has to give her Heidi, 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 (laughs) could we please? Uh, And she kind of slinks off the stage, which, you know. I'm not a fan of Tim's bit there, but uh, I do like that Heidi just gets over-enthusiastic about things.
0: Uh, yes, no, giving her giving her something to do aside from just being sexy is good. Like, giving her this personality you know, that she gets carried away.
1: You know who would be a good tool girl uh, in another era would be Ellie Kemper. Yes, in fact, she would. She has that kind of, I think...
0: Heidi, at her at her most wild and fanciful, is channeling that kind of Ellie Kemper uh, good natured spirit. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. I yeah. like that. Um, but so, uh, okay, they do the tool time salute because it's their salute to fitness. Yeah. Uh, this and the salute sound is oi, my back."
1: <laughs> also <And>? great. <laughs> um (laughs) yeah it got me i I don't know why it always has to be an old jewish man but it it, i don't know why it it makes me laugh sometimes i also had questions about who actually did the voice for that is that
0: tim doing an impression of an old jewish guy okay okay that fits that fits um but yeah then they introduce the guys from KB construction and i'm just like on my feet like oh my god how long has it been it's been so long
1: (laughs) yeah three years in fact i don't think we've seen them since season three
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when Tim and and it did, they're out there and they're doing banter and the guys are arguing at one point or something like that. And Tim specifically says to them, uh, you guys wonder why it's been three years since I last had you on this show. (laughs) So I I like that that they actually call out that it's been a prolonged absence. Um, Yeah. But I mean, like, what did you think about K&B's usage? I mean, this triumphant return for our hometown heroes. Do you think that it was worth the wait?
1: It was a little underwhelming. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I don't yeah. know why they doubled it up with between them and another person. Like, thank you. Why are why are they double? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it feels bizarre. So everything about this this particular KMB appearance feels bizarre. And I think it started for me when Dwayne Jones or <laughs> Dwayne Jones. What am I yeah. talking about? D- <laughs> when, Dwayne the Rock Joneston, Yes. Yeah. When Dwayne from K and B runs out first and he Mm -hmm. doesn't have a mustache on. Yes. Yes. His mustache is gone. And I'm like, something's different. Something's off. Um, I mean, they still have their chemistry. They still, you know, uh, do the dang thing, but you know, it's not some sort of big show. Like, I feel like this should have been like, get rid of the, the bodybuilder that Tim is, you know, through jealousy, trying to show up. And then she showed, whatever it's, it, it is, it's a throwaway thing. Um, and actually show them what they do on the job site to stay fit. Yeah. Jazz, uh, or Rock says that he does a jazzercise, uh, and Tim kind of makes fun of him for it. He's like, yeah, have you ever tried jazzercising 30 stories up on a steel girder? <laughs> um, Mickey uh, Mickey Jones, uh, Pete, he starts doing like a, a hand exercise. Um, yeah. Just to, you know, you deal with a lot of uh, vibrating tools and whatnot. Your hands could get jammed, so you got to keep them limber. Uh. It just feels like they could have done so much more with this, and they didn't. It, it, was, it was really odd, because it's pretty much... We've
0: got the... To talk about fitness on the job site, we've got the k construction guys. They run out, they do a couple bits, and now we've got a female bodybuilder. And then it's just like, so why are the K&B guys just there watching? Like,
1: you just needed right. three more dudes to stand there and look? Yeah, it's it's like why couldn't you find some way to use tools as you know weights to do some weightlifting or you know some sort of steel cables to do some sort of resistant bands or bowflex sort of deal um they they it's it's a real wasted opportunity, I'm not gonna lie. And I have to say the K and B guys are on their A
0: game. Like watching them out there, the yeah. actors are clearly having a ball, they're really funny, they're really in in the part like they they were excited yeah. to be back on the show, and I feel like they're criminally underused here.
1: They are. Someone and should so go to song... jail. <laughs> Dual time jail. Yes. Um or do we do we create a jail for grunt work? Uh, Who are uh, we putting in jail? Uh, I mean, who are we putting in jail? Uh, Senator
0: Jason probably for tax fraud <laughs> I meant for this particular episode. And that guy from season one who is supposed to be helping Jill with her resume, but actually wants to date her Sammy because, right, yes, yep. yes, because, because infidelity is illegal on grunt work.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Uh, those are the first two. I'm gonna keep thinking about who else should go there. All right. Well, you got to think about it for who who it's gonna be in this episode. Yeah. But um, let's talk about uh, the the woman who comes out, the body biffer. Um, yes, the body biffer. She <laughs> she is Karina Everson, uh, listed here as Corey Everson. She was a bodybuilder. At, you know, she's playing herself here. Hmm. Um, but she is also an actress, which is was a strange when I was trying to like do I put her in a cameo corner? Do I put her in a character actor corner? Do you put um, her in both
0: corners at once? Is that even possible?
1: It I, it, I think it, it's possible. Um so we're going to go into a character actor corner for a cameo. Okay. <laughs> <Which> okay. Just, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me, but we're going to do it. It's crazy uh, enough to work, Landon. It is. She was I think her biggest um role was playing the love interest uh slash you know action co-star in the Van Damme film Double Impact. Yes, mm. that's the one before you asked. It's Van Damme versus Van Damme. Yes, of course. I was going I was going to ask, but thank you for clarifying that. Van <laughs> Van Damme versus Van Damme. It's a Van Damme-off. It is. Um the other movies she's been in is like Natural Born Killers. She had a, a small part on Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, The mm-hmm. New Adventures of Superman. Of course. Um, two episodes of uh, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., um, a Tarzan movie, some Hercules episodes. So like, you know, she's she's got a, a style. You know, wherever there's going to be a, you know, muscular, uh, badass woman, she will be there. She will heed the call. <laughs>
0: Wherever there's a cop beating up on a guy, I'll be there. Wherever there's a muscular <laughs> badass woman, I'll be there. <laughs> little, little John Steinbeck deep cut there. Um, oh, I thought
1: you were doing Three Amigos.
0: I well, I mean, I, I could have, I could have also been doing that. Although they may have been doing a John
1: Steinbeck beef, beef oh, cut. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's uh, Karina or Corey Everson uh, playing herself here and the let's talk about the bit that they go through here because it's, yeah. nope, it's not funny no and it doesn't deserve us to spend time on it therefore nope. we're a podcast and we have to yep um she she's brought out as uh, a you know world record setting weightlifter I guess and Tim not wanting to be shown up and show the you know rich raw power of a woman um sets up a set of dumbbells for her to not dumbbells. What do you call that thing? Uh Barbells, uh, barbell, you deadlift, know, the, the general, the, yeah, the, 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 the bar with the weights on it. God yeah. Almighty. Do you think I know anything about anything?
0: I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I think that people can visualize it's like, you know, the, yeah, it, there's weights on either side and it's the bar <laughs> that you lift. Uh, the, yeah, we are going to pump you up. This is a,
1: Moment of over-explaining something that we think people don't understand. Yes, Um, when clearly we are the ones who don't understand it. We don't understand anything. (laughs) We get a uh, moment, though, that uh, a joke that we haven't seen, I don't think since the Soundproof Booth uh, gag that Tim pulled on Mm -hmm. Al, where there's a subtitle that comes up that says, what she doesn't know is that underneath the weights, uh, Tim has installed two extra strength, electromagnets. Yeah. um, You know, with the intention that she's not going to be able to lift it because the magnets are weighing her down. Yeah. Um, Tim,
0: Tim has lifted it first and has been able to lift it and then set it down. And then he activates
1: these. Yes. Then he activates them. uh, And she can't do it on her first one. Then she tries a second time. She's like, give me a second. Hold on. I got to get a better grip on this. And she does it and then pulls the the magnets straight out of the concrete floor, uh, showing Tim up. Truman, Two questions for you. Of course, how much do you think it costs to install those magnets in the floor for this one gag?
0: (laughs) I would say probably at least six figures tacked onto the show budget (laughs) so that Tim can uh, try to uh, make himself look better than a woman, yes. (laughs) To emasculate a
1: woman, yeah, right, exactly. Worth every penny, I'd say. Question two, and maybe the more important one that should have been asked before season seven, but you know what? We're gonna ask it now. What does K and B stand for?
0: Uh, it stands for Knight and Butler. <laughs> Are those the last names of
1: the owners? I think so. Yeah, I think I think so. I can uh, picture
0: the logo. You 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 have a picture of the logo,
1: or or you can. picture no, I can. The, I mean, with your with your your answer, I can picture the logo. Well, what's the logo look like? Graphic design. Well, you know, just like you know, you know the green knight or something with you know ask jeeves next to him
0: yeah yeah or it's like or it's like a butler with a tray and on the tray is like a knight's helmet and, or a lug nut. <laughs> yeah, and and none of this none of this conveys construction company. Although none <laughs> none of what the K and B guys do conveys construction company either. So I guess it fits.
1: <laughs> they are wearing hard hats. You can't deny that.
0: You, no. You okay? You can't deny that they are they are wearing hard hats, uh, even though they tend to use them primarily for drumming or for holding the food that they've made on the
1: job <laughs> site or anything else. <laughs> oh my god all right let's get out of the scene yeah um, Fare- farewell can there's, be, guys <laughs> there's a uh uh tire slide whack a like for some reason like a tire flo- flies into frame turns on its side and then al starts popping in and out of them and someone's trying to play whack-a-mole with al i don't particularly I- like that someone's trying to hit al but whatever it was it, i was watching
0: this transition and thinking this is a wild one this is one of the more was- live transitions we've had in a while <laughs>
1: uh yeah and in, indeed it was so we go to the backyard uh tim and brad are training some more jill comes out and asks uh hey it's saturday don't you want to go out with your friends and brad's like no i still need work um jill takes uh uh tim inside and and tells tells him what's up i think you're training him too hard i think you're pushing him too much pressure that can you know too much pressure on a boy can lead to bad things and tim's like no are you kidding me he's doing great he wants to do this he's loving it uh he's got to train hard 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 um and while he does that uh brad accidentally crashes a soccer ball through the window which would have been the conflict in season two yes absolutely it's just
0: trying to hide from dad that they broke the window that's that is a very good point the conflicts have gotten a lot more sophisticated on this show <laughs> haven't they in, in season seven they've broken so many windows at this point people Listen, people who live in glass houses should not have boys. That's the that's the real that's the real lesson of this episode. I like that, that it happens there. You know, Tim and Jill are arguing about how hard he's working. Brad and Tim says something about how like you know you you look at a glass and you think that it's half empty. I look at a glass and then psh, the soccer ball comes flying through the window and he's covered in glass and he goes, "I think it's broken," which. I, I don't know I'm not even saying it's necessarily great but it surprised me when it happened and I liked that <laughs> so as long as we can surprise you you like uh you like it and yes and listen I'm very easily surprised sometimes I'm surprised when episode seven is not episode four of the show i mean that, that that's... but you didn't seem to like that one well I don't know I mean I like it a lot I like it more than I like this episode honestly so <laughs>
1: I, I'm shocked that it took this long. It was inevitable that it was going to happen at some point, though. So, Yeah, yeah. And, I um, mean, that was a surprise for the listeners, too. So everybody gets a surprise out of this show. Uh, my only note for this scene is uh, I was actually impressed with how good Brad, uh, Zachary Ty Bryan actually is at um, at doing this. Yeah,
0: I think. do you think they wrote that into the show, like he was already a soccer player and they just decided to run with it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we've been seeing Brad, you know, I mean, it goes all the way back to the Benford sports ball. <laughs> I mean, he's always that had some nice. sort of sport sports ball with him. Um, but I think soccer, the soccer ball started early on, uh, and they tried to distract us with him playing trumpet. You remember that shit? Oh, I do remember that shit. I was excited about that shit. <laughs> uh, was it trumpet or trombone? I can't remember at this point. I
0: think it was, I think it was trumpet.
1: But I think it was trombone. I would put my money on trombone at this I point. don't
0: know. I mean, I want to say it was trumpet because I played trumpet, but also I feel yeah. like I would I probably remember more strongly. I was confusing yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah I do think pause. that they were, I think they were writing to his strengths, which is just like, oh, he's become a really, really good soccer player. Like this is – what we're watching Zachary Ty Bryan do in this scene is the culmination of playing – Uh, soccer, you know, outside the in the ABC parking lot in front of Arsenio Hall for, you know, six seasons of the show. Oh,
0: of course. Yes. Him and the other home imps and and all these other things we learned from Totally JTT.
1: (laughs) Maybe Arsenio taught him some of those tricks. (laughs) You never know. We get a soccer ball transition to the kitchen a little bit later. Uh, Jill comes in and Mark is asking her. He's at the fridge pulling out a Coke. A cola, uh, a, a beer's beer, yeah. and says, "Hey, hey, mom, can you open this for me? Um, uh, my nails aren't dry yet." Yes, <laughs> and Jill does a
0: Jill does a miraculous job of convincing herself to be interested and supportive of her
1: mm-hmm. son's fashion choices, which are black black nails. You put on black uh, black nail polish. Um, meanwhile, Randy and Lauren come in. They got cornered and uh, by the, the the toxic duo. And uh, they have to do a double date. They said that everything, uh, they tried everything Jill suggested, but it just didn't work. And so now they got to do this dang old thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tim comes back in. Uh, he's excited. He's got a T-shirt with Goal Brad Goal on it. Uh, and Brad's face. He's excited. Yes. Yeah. He And Brad's face. Um, he, he just knows that Brad's going to get the scholarship, but there's one little hitch. Brad comes in pissed off. He's so mad because why the coach kicked him off the team commercial. <laughs> uh, so here's what I got. Yeah. Um, they have CDs in their hands. Who was it? Uh, someone, someone in the scene had CDs in their hands. Was it Randy and Lauren? Cause they were at the mall. Yes, it was. Uh, And that was specifically it that they were coming back from the mall with CDs in their hands. And that brought me. This season's really bringing me back to a specific time. Like, I feel like earlier in this show was like Impressionable Landon Mm -hmm. era. This is now like I've gone into a new chapter of my life where I was about to start work at Sam Goody. I was going, you know, I was driving now. Like, I was becoming a teenager with these kids. And seeing Randy and Lauren come home with a bag full of CDs from Sam Goody, or I'm 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 making it Sam Goody in my head. Um, <laughs> was like that. That's what I was doing. Where, where, I mean, except that you you were stealing those CDs from Sam Goody. At it least it, after I worked at Sam Goody, I didn't have any reason to steal from Sam Goody before I worked there. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Well, I, I think it is a fair as, uh, assumption to make that they that they got them at Sam Goody though, because I don't know where else people were getting CDs in those days.
1: Yeah, my point is that it's just—it's really bringing me back to a place in time, and uh, I got some mixed feelings about it.
0: I, I like that you have little little pieces of of all of the kids, you know. Well, I, well, I don't know if you were—I <laughs> yeah. don't know if you were playing soccer aggressively, but you were doing goth stuff. You were buying CDs yes. at the mall.
1: Yes. Um Yeah. What? I don't think I was doing anything. If Brad did.
0: Uh, did you, I mean, let's see, did you idolize your manager at work because he drove a Porsche and, uh, was 25 years old? No. Uh,
1: no, she was a, a 30-year-old.
0: Uh, okay, I mean, did you, uh, did you play any Blade Warriors?
1: No, no, I wasn't, uh, that wasn't, that wasn't me. Okay. Yeah, no, no. No, no no karate fights? Um... Actually, well that's Mark's thing, not Brad's well, thing. Well, I know and it's not yeah, Brad's I, thing. Yeah, I took I took karate and I flipped a few people over my shoulder. All right. All
0: right. You f- okay? Well, well there in you the go. In the field? Yeah, as you say.
1: Oh, in but the... Yeah, no, I think I have the least connection to Brad.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, but I guess also Brad is the Brad is the popular jock. So really nobody on this podcast is going to have a super strong
1: connection to him. <laughs> he is the jock jam. Um We connection. fade out. Yes. On uh, Brad's bad news and we fade back in to the culmination of the scene which happens now what 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 goes on
0: well brad tells his mom and pop that he uh got uh kicked off the team because he uh told the coach off for benching him he was you know mm-hmm. go- going after him and telling him what a stupid decision he was making uh tim and jill chastise uh, or lament that brad was not being more of a team player and uh and and demand to know why he uh why he feels like he's such a hot dog and then uh, <laughs> Jill points out that well maybe a hot dog, a hot- <laughs> not a top dog and not a hot shot, but a hot dog. Not a top cat, mind you, a <laughs> top dog. Uh, where <laughs> where did you get the idea you're the center of the universe? And then Jill looks at Tim yeah. and says, "Well, why don't you ask your shirt?" And Tim goes. Shirts don't talk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Brad wants Tim to talk to the coach to get him back on the team. Tim refuses. Yeah. Brad gets mad at Tim for uh, you know being after him to train so hard, but then not supporting him. And mm-hmm. uh, then Brad storms off upstairs, and Tim and Jill uh, discuss
1: this. Um, and I wrote this down word for word, and I'm going to reiterate it, because um, this just really spoke to my heart. Uh, I love Jill's... Just moment of, I'm so fucking fed up with the world. (laughs) Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So she, you know, they start to get into it about, you know... Tim putting too much pressure on him, and you know, Br- Brad she has says, gone
0: upstairs at this point, and they're talking.
1: Yeah, and and Tim is like, "Well, I, what? Do you, I suppose you think this is all my fault." And she goes, "No, I'm not blaming. I'm not just blaming this on you. I blame every man who thinks that sports are the only thing that matters in the whole world. I blame the press for only writing about winners. I blame the networks for making every game seem like life and death. I blame the advertisers who only care about selling beer and hundred dollars sneakers." <laughs> i th- i was i i was just starting to write
0: down everything she said and then i stopped and just let it flow over me because jill's rage was speaking <laughs> so, to something so primal within us
1: yes yes uh it it really was like i if <laughs> it might be the quote that i'd want to get tattooed on me <gasps>
0: <somewhere. laughs> that were- Ouch. You'd need a like you need a large <laughs> expanse of the body and you'd need
1: to go in there for a while. No, have you ever seen um the uh, the people who do paintings on the the face of a grain of rice? Oh, I see. I see. So you get one of those. So. so just shrink it really really small and then whenever I want to look, you know, to somebody passing by it'll just look like a freckle, but I could pull out a microphone, a microphone? A, micro- a microphone. Yeah. Magnifying glass, good lord. <laughs> and uh uh look at my arm. And you, you- read the whole statement
0: you pull out a microphone and say tattoo what do you have to say about the culture of winning these days and you hold it up to it and it talks about how tired it is of the the press and men and uh and shoe
1: companies (laughs) oh um i like that tim sides with the coach in this yeah yeah Um, i like that i don't i don't 100 percent know what the conflict between jill and tim is i mean i kind of do to a certain degree but like What's the larger issue here? Do you think Tim is pressuring him too much? Like, do you think that's that's part of what's going on here? I I, I do think too high of expectations. I think I think he is. I think that like
0: the the fact that this is like yeah you could qualify for this scholarship in two years. The intention isn't you have to train incredibly hard all the time. It's like hey, are you interested in soccer? Keep at it. Try hard. Be a good player. Like not you need to spend every second of every day. Like, that whole thing about, like, it's Friday, don't you hang with your friends? No, I got to train. Like, I I think Tim has just ratcheted up the stakes too much and immediately made it seem like his love of Brad is uh, contingent upon Brad's athletic ability, which is
1: not going to do great things for your kid. (laughs) Uh, No, I guess not. And, uh, you know, I guess uh, talking it out like that kind of makes me feel good about how the rest of this transpires, because he... There's no, like, pushback on, you know, while he might not take responsibility for putting too much pressure on him, he doesn't let the problem get worse. He stops it in his track saying, no, you're right. Your coach is right. You shouldn't have acted like that. Teamwork is important. Um, Then he goes and stews about it in the next scene, and then basically we come back, and it's Tim talking to Brad saying, you know, maybe I put too much pressure on you. I didn't mean to, and kind of fessing up, but we'll get there in uh, due time. Yeah. We get a barbell transition to the gym, Yep. <laughs> We're back at the the gym set. Yep, 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 yep. Back now, to our favorite place. The same, is this the same set that pops up uh, in episode seven that you watched?
0: Oh, yeah. It's the same set. They're in the same damn area of it. Like,
1: I recognize okay. the outdoor area behind them. Um, okay. And I will say, you you mentioned that they, they um, built this set. This definitely looks like it's just redressed from something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sure this, this could have th- been... Like the, the massage parlor in the the Chicago Hope episode. Oh
0: yeah, or the therapist's
1: office even. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That makes sense too. Yeah. I mean it's
0: yeah. Bud's it, office. What what was that? Bud's office. Oh, uh, it could be Bud's office, in fact. I yeah, actually they just they just took out that hovering globe thing and uh <laughs> and his 90s tacular desk and put in a couple weight machines. Yeah. What happen- what
1: happens in the scene?
0: Uh, so Tim is pumping iron, runs into Wilson, who has just finished his yoga class and now wants to do some weight training. Because you know how it is, you finish you finish doing one kind of exercise and then you decide of your own volition, you know what? I'm just for a little treat, I'm going to exercise
1: more. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, uh, I do that. I, I do that. I do my I do my hit workouts and then I'm like, okay, you know, I've got the blood pumping. Now it's time to lift some weights. Get the Get the extra adrenaline uh, to get a few more reps in with my weights? Look, I mean, God bless
0: you. When I finish doing any sort of workout, my reaction is always, thank God I don't have to do any more of this. (laughs) Hello, couch, my old friend. Uh, But so... Anyway, they, they talk about the situation with Brad Wilson shares an mm-hmm. experience about how he was a bagpipe prodigy. His father coached him super hard, and this resulted in Wilson showboating at a St. Patrick's Day parade and drowning out the entire all city leprechaun choir. No, Landon likes that. Loves talking about leprechauns.
1: <laughs> and uh, and I might have written a whole whole movie in my notes about that. Oh but my God. Uh, 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 I won't, I won't go into it for sake of time. Yes.
0: Thank you. Uh, but yeah, well, so Wilson just explains that the way that his dad set him straight was by sitting him down and explaining that he would be proud of him no matter what. Uh, so Wilson and Tim at the gym. I mean, Jim Wilson. I love my, I
1: love swole Wilson, I guess. Um, so Wilson Says, I just finished my yoga class. Mm -hmm. Okay, that tracks for Wilson. Yes. Uh, So I decided to follow up with some strength. Yeah. What does he do? He gets on the elliptical trainer. He gets on a treadmill. I was at a treadmill. Okay, I thought it was an elliptical. Yeah, not a. uh, Either way, either way, not strength.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Neither. uh, Yeah. I I I was looking at that and I was thinking like, well, this doesn't seem right. But also, I'm not the one to
1: talk to. Wilson probably knows what he's doing. (laughs) Uh, he does, and I'm glad you said that because he doesn't know what he's doing. If you watch Wilson on the treadmill, he's working so hard to cover his face that he he's not getting any exercise in. He's basically he's leaning forward on his forearms on the the handles of the machine so that the bottom half of his face is below the you know calorie counter, which puts him in a crouched you know like a hunched forward position. Basically, with every step he's taking. He's just, like, swiveling his butt back and forth. <laughs> it's got to be rough on your hips for a guy his age. <laughs> well, that's why he does yoga. He limbers the hips up first so that he can get on the treadmill and, and work his twerking muscles. It, it's, it, I mean, it, it has to be hard to get a good workout when you are
0: so concerned with keeping your face obscured for a specific angle at every moment.
1: <laughs> um, I guess so. Wh- what are your thoughts on uh, Tim and Wilson in the, the gym?
0: You know what I, I I like the scene. I like them running into each other there. Uh, I I what I do like is is how Wilson is a little bit. Uh, he's a little salty in this scene. Maybe it's because he just worked out, but like he he you know, he starts telling his story about showboating at the St. Patrick's Day parade, and Tim gets up and starts walking over and says, "Yeah, that reminds me." And Wilson just goes, "Tim, we're talking about me," and then. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then at the at the end, Wilson is saying how, you know, I felt so bad that I wrote a handwritten letter of apology to every leprechaun. And Tim goes, did you have to write really tiny? And Wilson just looks at him and goes, no, Tim, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it just he's got the blood pumping and suddenly Wilson has no patience for Tim's shit? Like, this isn't the mellow, laid-back Wilson of the backyard. When you get
1: him on on leg day, that's when Wilson is at his feistiest. I, I love the idea that uh, every character has their own version of, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> and Wilson's is just, no, Tim, I didn't. <laughs> that that's That's,
0: I mean, sufficiently proper for Wilson, though. That's the kind of careful way that he'd phrase it.
1: Um, my only note for this scene is uh, the length of Wilson's hair is disconcerting to me. <laughs> Again, this is why I would rather Wilson in
0: a hat. It's just hatless Wilson. Fair. It's, it's kind of
1: upsetting to me. It's it is. I mean, like even in a hat though. This I, his hair is the length of my hair right now, which mm. is like it's not shoulder length, but it's like bubbling up uh, at the the base of the neck. Ooh, Landon. Long Le- in with the long hair. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to be the
0: subject of a new Beyonce song. Um, uh, well, I mean, welcome. I mean, that's. Look, when life gives you long hair, make lemonade.
1: Um, <laughs> we get a leprechaun transition. Yes. To Brad's room. Yeah. Uh, Tim comes in while Brad is playing a video game. I guess he's uh, done. With his, unless he's running a soccer simulation to understand the different plays, I don't, I, I know exactly what he's doing here. A, a soccer simulation with police sirens and a person yelling up against
0: the wall, punk, and spread them. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about soccer. Maybe that's in the game. Maybe that's FIFA rules.
1: Uh, true. Tim says it's time to talk about teamwork. Um, he goes into a bunch of examples of sports players saying, you know, would they be as good without their teams? Um, Brad kind of like <laughs> holds Tim to the fire and says. Dad, weren't you bad at sports? What the fuck do you know about any of this? <laughs> and uh, it sends Tim into this because Brad says, "Didn't Grandma told me you weren't you didn't play sports that you threw like a, a girl or you know some s- something like that." Um, and Tim just goes into this downward spiral about how his, how angry he is at his mom for um, you know not allowing him to be good at sports.
0: Uh, th- this is right out of The Sopranos, where Tony has a lifelong uh, complex because his mother, apparently when he was a teenager, said that he didn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. And that is that is what he <laughs> attributes to his entire life of crime, is his mom not believing in him enough.
1: So th- is that what the, the Saints of Newark movie is about? Well, the, well no, apparently there is yeah, a... Is s- that he was just trying, to, trying out
0: for the Saints and he wasn't good enough? <laughs> yeah, he wanted to be on the New Orleans Saints, and they were like, you live in Newark, and also it's like the 60s. <laughs> um yeah but okay so but so yeah they have that they you know he goes down that memory lane but then starts talking to brad about how to be um you know how to be a good team player
1: yeah uh they they kind of end this by saying um you know why don't we go talk to the coach and you know we'll get you back on the team i think he'll he'll understand once uh you know i tell him that i was putting too much pressure on you and um they decide to go on out now Sherman, landon uh, Tim gives a few uh, examples here. Uh, he throws out Barry Sanders. You yeah. know he's talking about would these guys be you know as good in their fields without teamwork? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Sanders, Michael Jordan, okay, that's a bad example. <laughs> uh, Michael Angeretti.
0: Yeah, he, he wouldn't be nearly as good without his brother there helping him out.
1: <laughs> his father? Mm, pretty sure it's his brother, though, right? I mean, and, and also... <laughs> Also, I don't think uh, that his father's in his pit crew. I think he has a separate pit crew um, than I, his father does. I, I don't believe that either. Not only are they brothers, they're both <laughs> in each
0: other's pit crews.
1: I have a... Com- I, so there's, the pit crews are just made up of other Andretti brothers? Yeah, I, I, th-
0: I think so. I mean, how, how many could there be? A hundred? Two hundred? You got to put them all to work.
1: Oh, I don't know how to feel about that as an Italian stereotype, but um
0: I I okay, I'm sorry. Okay, listen. I've engaged in Italian stereotypes on this show. That is not what I was doing here. I was just making uh, commentary about the fact that there are literally 7,000
1: Andretti brothers. <laughs> there's there's one, his name is Michael, and he has a father named Mario. Uh there's a Frankenstein mask in the background. Mm-hmm. I, I love that they're continuing. Like it's it's official, somebody right? Masks. Like someone on this this show loves masks.
0: Yes, there's there's somebody that's undeniable. Th- there's like someone in the props department is a masky, which is like the mask version of a furry. I think. <laughs> uh,
1: interesting. Well, this one's a Frankenstein one. It doesn't have any kind of weirdo wig on it or anything. Um, I like it. I want it. I want that Frankie Frankenstein mask in my room on my face. You want Frankie to go to Hollywood, and you want Hollywood to be your face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for translating that for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. People didn't. People <laughs> wouldn't have got it otherwise. <laughs> we get a fade out. Uh, we come back to the living room for the double date between Randy and Lauren. And, uh, who was it? Kathy Sims and Greg Clark? Yeah, Cl- Greg Clark. Yeah, not
0: Clark Greg. That's the only way I'm able to remember their names is because you messed it up and called him Clark Greg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, so they're having, they're at home with this other couple, uh, Kathy and Clark, uh, who are, or Carth- Kathy and Greg, who are both wearing matching bowling shirts and are, um, you know, they're, they're just having full on boring conversation and, and squabbling with each other. And, uh, Brad and Laura, uh, Randy and Lauren, dollar in the jar, are very upset about this. For what it's worth, it was wrong in my notes too. So I, I was just reading
1: that. So I got also had two dollars. I'm jar. gonna. My jealousy's gonna get the best of me. I'm gonna tell your new best friend that you don't even know his name. Oh my god! Don't don't you dare! Don't you even dare! Then I'm gonna have to be best friends with Mark. I don't want that. Um,
0: I do. I want that. <laughs> well, if I'm his best friend, then you can't be his best friend, Landon. So why don't you work with me on this and don't fuck things up with my best friend Randy? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so anyway, they're about to leave. Uh, Jill can see how miserable they are. So she comes over and says, all right, I'm coming with you because I come with Randy on all of his dates. And Randy and Lauren play along with this and say, yeah, you know, I loved it when my mom comes with me. And uh, and the other couple flees and says, oh, we have to do something else. Sorry, we can't make it. And they leave. And uh, it's no longer an issue. I love Jill's.
1: I love Jill. I mean, not, no no new news here, but yes, I agree. This, <laughs> I love what Jill does here. I, for some reason, it really, like, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to uh, dox myself with a few situations and people in my past. But I have one or two moments where my mom went to the mat for me like that as well, where it's just like, I don't like this person. I don't want to be around this person. This person's annoying. I cannot find a way to get around them. And my mom would step in and uh, do something similar to this to like just kind of put the kibosh on it forever. It, it, no, uh, same with my mom. There were my you
0: know what my grandma got sick a lot of times, so I didn't have to go to a lot of birthdays <laughs> that I'd been invited to that I didn't want to go to. And it's I don't know. It's great. It's great to see that. It's great to see. <laughs> it's great to see a motherly figure who is normally saying, you need to be nice to everyone. You need to be good right. to people. Lying is bad saying like, okay, but in this case, this person sucks and I wouldn't want to hang out with them
1: either. It's okay, honey. What do you think ever happened to that really annoying friend of theirs? Was oh, the, it Bobby, the, Billy, the one who dressed up as an Adam for, uh, yeah, for, yeah.
0: for Halloween. I think Jill he killed, killed Jill's him. nemesis.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, th-
0: I think she killed him. You know, that or she air- oh, airmailed okay. him to Abu Dhabi like uh, they do with Odie on, uh, on, uh, Garfield and friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Drew Carey did that to Mimi on the Drew Carey show, <laughs> show sent her to China wow well I mean I you know
0: I, I feel like if she, if you can get her into the crate and she's willing to stay in there and not escape from it in any way maybe you're just giving her a free vacation I mean maybe Mimi <laughs> maybe. Is, maybe she's really into you know uh, the the ancient uh, pottery of the king dynasty and, and that was a, <laughs> you know that was a big trick that she played on Drew oh uh. Should we go
1: into a dual duo do do it double character actor corner?
0: Yes, yes. Go into this dual character actor corner, please.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna duel you for it. Um, okay. Greg Clark is played by, and I think, you know I'm thinking I actually think I went to school with someone named Greg Clark. Ooh mildly interesting i don't know i just had a weird flashback bubble pop up in my head there um okay greg clark is played by an actor by the name of kyle howard do you recognize this gentleman i don't should i i don't know i (laughs) Uh, i don't know where your interests were at this age but was he on cheers or fraser i mean that's that might be why i'd recognize him (laughs) uh let me, I don't, let me check on that one. He. I know him from um, – he was not on Cheers or Frasier. Uh, I know him from his very first credit, which was a movie called House Arrest.
0: Mm, house uh,
1: Arrest. House Arrest is a movie about kids who basically kidnap their parents in the basement um, and do what they want to do. It's, it's, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, but mom's in the basement and there's no babysitter.
0: Don't, don't tell mom she's a hostage.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Pollack, uh, play two of the parents, um, along with Christopher McDonald, if you remember him, Mm. uh, as Stu, the beer crushing friend of Tim. Okay. In season one. Okay. Uh, and the reason, and Wallace Shawn too, uh, he's in it, I forgot. That's inconceivable. That is inconceivable. Um, But uh, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, which Hmm. is why I was interested in it in 1996. I understand completely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Kyle Howard has uh, done 62 credits on mostly TV. He's done a lot of stuff, uh, gentlemen and ladies, and otherwise, he... Um, This is the only episode of Home Improvement he did, but he was on Gross Point, The Opposite Sex, Boston Public, The Drew Carey Show. He actually has 16 episodes. Mm. Um, Trying to see what most recently he's been on. Royal Pains. I feel like that was a show that was on Yeah, I would agree. That was on TV. I cannot tell you a thing about what it was, but I remember (laughs) promos. Uh, Baby Geniuses he was also in. And Orange County.
0: Mm, mm, mm Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Very mm -hmm. interesting.
1: I'm going to say he was on ER. The game, was he on ER? Your answer is yes, he was on ER. I thought I saw the answer a second ago, and now I can't find it, so I'm going to do a find and replace. Oh, I thought I saw that he was on ER, and I guess I saw that wrong because he's not. Boo. Well, I... It's just, it's always easier to take when there isn't so much on the line. But oh well. Oh well. <laughs> okay. Uh, I spent way too much time going into house arrest. Let's go into Mar- Morgan Nagler, who's playing Kathy Sims. She uh, has 41 credits going back to Punky Brewster, if you can believe that, back Ooh, in 84. Wow.
0: I know. I, I can um, believe
1: that. I mean, it's, it's su- surprising, but not unbelievable. She was in one of the worst episodes of Next Generation called Rascals, where all the the crew get turned into kids.
0: Oh, that sounds bad. That sounds really
1: bad. <laughs> it was not good. Um she was in Clueless American Pie 2. Yes, she was on an episode of Frasier. Um anything else you want to know about her? She was in Domino. Uh
0: Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley? Uh anything else i'm gonna take a stab i'm gonna say she was on
1: er in 1998 she was on an episode of n uh n of er oh okay wow i thought you were i thought you <laughs> were playing with my heart there <laughs> no i wasn't trying to it's my brain networking too well uh okay cool. um okay but, that's a win but not on cheers or well nypd blue well look
0: i mean that's 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 all that's all fair enough i mean i wish for her sake she'd been on cheers but uh but for my sake i'm glad she was on er
1: I agree with you. She was also in Evolution. Hmm. Okay, that is that for that. Let's get back to the scene. What else do you have uh, for this double date scene? If the you only- like, You don't like, you want to comment on?
0: The only other thing I really have is that the, these two teenagers, this couple who they're hanging out with, uh, who they yeah. then lie to, this is the most Long Island married for 20 years <laughs> pair yes. of Midwestern
1: 14-year-olds I've ever seen. Doesn't that t- tell you, indicate to you, though, that the writers were kind of just making like they were aware of writing an older situation for a younger couple and trying to squeeze comedy out of that? Yeah, I guess the writers were in on it. I can I can see that being the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty
0: good, though. Um, I, I, Yeah. So I guess when you view it through the lens of it's supposed to be funny, it's like, you know, it's like watching a dog wearing clothes. They're wish boning it. Basically, <laughs> uh,
1: that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the the question of the day, though. Would you go on a double date with that 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 couple? Uh, no, I wouldn't because fuck bowling. I don't want to do it. Whoa, sorry, Whoa. sir. Sorry, God Almighty. Turn the heat down.
0: I, I don't want to spend I don't want to spend a bunch of money and all night wearing someone else's shoes so I can lose at something and have everyone comment on wow. how remarkably bad I am at that thing and try to give me pointers on how I can be better at the thing that do not make me any better at the thing. I just don't want to spend money I, to be unsuccessful. I honestly don't
1: know if you would hate
0: bowling or golf more. I would hate golf more. Golf takes longer. <laughs> I've thought about it. and golf is outside there's no air conditioning and there's not a snack bar where you can get nachos golf is worse
1: (laughs) but there's a there's a cart that comes around that offers you snacks and drinks
0: yeah but then that cart drives away and then you're up a creek because you can't get more snacks and drinks
1: and you're outside (laughs) okay all right i mean I I bowled for uh, seven or eight years, I think, on a league. I don't know if I told you that.
0: I I mean, I think I remember hearing that you bowled. I mean, yeah, you're just generally better at sports than me, Landon. I've I've long since <laughs> accepted this. I guess, am I the brat of this? <laughs> Of this show, I, I, I thought a, I didn't connect with him at all, but maybe I am by default. I, I think you're the Brad, and I think I'm I'm the Mark. I think you. It, the problem is you just aren't beating me up and terrorizing me enough because I'm clearly
1: a nerd who <laughs> who
0: doesn't know his way around a Binford sports ball. <laughs>
1: wow okay i didn't know you had such spicy opinions about bowling we learned something we learned something new every I, look day.
0: bowling itself is fine it's a fine sport god bless you for playing it and being good at it i just don't want to play bowl i just don't want to do it it's not my thing that's fine that's fine no one's gonna make
1: you good i'm gonna make you do it thank you you're a good friend landon <laughs> we fade out of that scene we go to our singer where the KB crew are doing jazzercise while tim watches Which, and Al has joined them, and the whole time we're
0: watching this, I'm just like, why was this not the bit? I would have loved to see this. Earlier. They they learned this dance. It's great. It's synchronized.
1: Why were they not doing this? (laughs) Um, I agree. It doesn't, it it shouldn't have been a singer. It should have been part of the meat on the bone. Yeah. But... That's not what we get. We get uh, we get some leftovers. We get some scraps.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's hey. And listen, what how, how better to cap off the Thanksgiving weekend than than with scraps and uh, absence of meat on a bone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Truman
0: Landon. What do we learn from this episode? <sighs> this week we learned that it's not about how many points you score, and it's not about the um it's not about the logo on the athletic shoes that you're wearing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's about the relationships between the players and the coaches and the trainers that's what matters mm-hmm. the most it's about making future leaders this and this and other things that i have heard the commentators say
1: at halftime of football
0: games <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think that there is a conflicting moral of the story by Imbuing the, the teamwork angle to Brad while Jill is actively separating Randy and Lauren from participating in a group game with other people. E- is hypocrisy the word that I'm supposed to say? I'm not I'm just opening discourse about the the episode. I'm not trying to get you to say uh anything specific. You know, I think that
0: I think that ultimately this episode is about being uh truthful and it's in Brad's case it's about being truthful with himself and being honest about the fact that no matter how good he is at sports, he's not the center of the universe. And I think that in the case of Randy and Lauren, it's about being able to be truthful and not have to force yourself to act like you're enjoying the company of some annoying people. Uh, so I don't think there's any hypocrisy there. I think that they're both being very true to themselves in okay. that moment. And I'm just racking my brain, trying to think of like what the word could possibly be that you spent 15 minutes telling them at the beginning of this episode.
2: Cleats. <laughs> um, turf. Can...
0: no nope. Soccer. Goal. Yeah, it
1: wouldn't be that on the nose with it.
0: Uh, 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 uh points.
1: I, I, do like that you're coming in with guns blazing, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because they've not been blazing at all during this episode, but now down at the <laughs> down to the wire, I'm trying to come up with it. <laughs>
1: down to the wire, you're really, you're really coming at it.
0: Coming at it. I'm running. I am charging. I am sportsing towards the objective. <laughs>
1: I can't tell if this is if this is actually fun for the listener uh to there I mean they're in on the joke with me here in this moment where we know how far off track from the actual word it is. And it's more listen, it's more a reflection on me for choosing a word that you know I thought maybe um if there was more connection to when we started this episode last week to to now there could have been a more forward thrust of the theme I was going for. Yeah. Um, although, I will say, uh, there were one or two other Schwarzenegger references in this episode where it could have come out, but it didn't. Huh. huh. So, I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, Landon. What's the word? <laughs> the word this week was commando. Commando. I Pump you up.
0: You know, oh. I thought I thought
1: there'd be like a Schwarzenegger thing going on in this oh, episode. Oh yeah, you thought. <laughs> didn't quite, didn't quite get there. No, I did not get there. I am so
0: <laughs> I was I could I, not I mean, have I, been further off. I didn't help you get there either. So you could have both lose. You could have mentioned choppers or something.
1: Maybe that would have done it. <laughs> get to the choppers. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't, and here we are. Oh, far <gasps> away from the
0: chopper. One yes. last
1: thing to do, which is the grunt count. I think there's zero.
0: Yeah, Landon, you were correct. There is zero grunting in this episode, even though so much of it is about working out.
1: <laughs> Not even like incidental grunts of him on the the machine, like just generally grunting. Like if there, if you had closed captions on, it would just say grunting uh, as he's lifting a weight off the ground. Yeah, that nope. wasn't even there.
0: They're they're gr- they're exercising in complete zen-like silence. It's really something to <laughs> behold. <laughs> until brad screams in his face th- th- then then it's a lot louder
1: oh good lord um well you know what i don't remember how long the first part of this <laughs> episode is and the fact that we're now at an hour and a half of the new part i'm gonna end this episode uh, unless you have anything else that we didn't cover
0: and no the only other thing that i can contribute is that the uh original section is about 20 to 25 minutes long so congratulations we did a two-hour episode <laughs>
1: Well, it's special. We had to commemorate, um, you know, the inevitability of, of ruining, you know, choosing, watching two different episodes, which is going to happen. So, yes. Okay. Grunt work is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed today's episode or you want a personalized apology, uh, consider becoming an official Grunt Head sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod, where for as little as $1, you can get access to our entire catalog of Grunt Work Nights episodes. Leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to our podcast. Uh, It's the fastest, easiest way to get us in front of other people. Plus, it's free. It goes a long way to help people find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at GruntWorkPod um, or on our Discord where you can find links um, on our website, on our social media accounts. Uh, Join us there for some fun discussions. Um, Or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com where you can also see other information on today's episode and sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. And until next week when we bring you another episode of Home Improvement. I've been Lana Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, on the episode
0: selector screen on the Season 7 DVD of the TV series Home Improvement, the <laughs> indicator that shows which set of episodes you're watching is an arrow, and it will appear on the right-hand side of the number, not the left-hand side. So it might be easy to get confused, but you want to remember, always look for the indicator to be on the right-hand side. That is the set of episodes. It's pointing. <laughs>